Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be talking to the team from the new show, Somebody Somewhere. Uh, today, we're joined by Bridget Everett, who's an actor and executive producer on the show, as well as Jeff Hiller, cast member, and creators and executive producers, Hannah Boss and Paul Thurine. And Hannah and Paul, I wanted to start by talking about tonally the way that you've shaped this show so beautifully, where it both dives fully into the space of comedy, but also deals really delicately and beautifully with the concept of the theme of grief as well. And when you first started conceptualizing the show and writing the scripts, how you really found that very unique tone that crosses both of those spaces together? That's a great question. And also nobody has ever pronounced both of our names correctly at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much. <laughs> Paul Thrine and Hannah Bowes. Um, <laughs> you nailed it. So I feel I I'm, don't even know, know where to start, but um, Hannah, boss? Oh, okay. <laughs> no. um, well, you know, you're talking about grief. I feel like this show tonally, um, you know, we shot the pilot in 2019 and um, it it dealt a lot with grief and sort of uh, by the end, I don't want to give a spoiler, but by the end, someone might be singing a little bit somewhere and that sort of opens her up and uh, it's sort of, um, you know, this is a weird, we shot in 2019 and then the world sort of shut down. So we were sort of in bunkers in this room, sort of figuring out and thinking a lot about our lives and sharing them in this creative space. And we got to sort of bring a lot of that to Sam, which is, you know, looking at someone who might be looking back on their life a little bit later in their life and realizing that they're not sort of living their life to the fullest. And we sort of open her up a bit in the pilot and she does have grief, but she has something that connects to her that she wants to sort of come out of that shell. And that's what Jeff Hiller does with Joel. He sort of ignites her and, you know, it's not it's not a full out of grief story tonally, but it's always there. But it's sort of singing and Joel, this character that sort of helps her see some color from black and white again. And she's sort of waking up a bit. I think, and, and, and I think that for, for us, the comedy always comes from from reality. And I think when you're dealing with people who are trying to figure themselves out, people who aren't the best at talking about their feelings, sort of like the stuff that they do instead, like like Joel says, he tries to keep busy so the terror doesn't creep in. Like, I, I think that, that that's a very real thing. And I think that's where we like to exist as far as making something is sort of the comedy comes out of, you know, the real ways that we sort of like the coping mechanisms of, of life. And so, um, you know, making sure that we can sort of keep the complexity of those emotions underneath the surface, but go on a fun ride for with each other and see sort of, especially with Sam and, and Joel, sort of what they need from each other and 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 sort of the, the moments of joy that, that that sort of get them through the day and, and the comedy that comes from that and make sure that that comes from a real authentic grounded way. And off the back of everything that you were both saying, I wanted to talk to you, Bridget, about your performance and this real kind of off authenticity and delicacy that you bring to it. You know, if we look at the moment where it's Sam and her sister in the barn and there's a moment of emotional confrontation, there's an argument and friction between them, they're vomiting and laughing at the same time and then she's singing and it's just all of these things within one and yet it feels completely natural, the progression between all those different spaces and especially because you were on the board with the show as an executive producer, what was the moment where you really started to develop and capture that idea of this character that really just flows between these myriad of spaces the way that's so true to life? Well, I think vomiting and laughing is like, the, that, that's, that's it right there. <laughs> like, for, for me and for all of us and, you know, and, and add in a fart because we also like fart jokes. But I think, <laughs> I, I think that that's um, the way that I look at life and the, it's, it's important for, 
you know, my family, we've always like grown up just like laughing and making fun of each other till it hurts, you know, and, and that's, that's the best way I know how to navigate the world. So uh, I don't know if that answers your question, but I think it was important to lie in some themes that I could relate to because uh, television and film have been like a hard thing for me to really feel at home and to feel in charge. And this is the first time I've felt like confident when I sh showed up on set, I felt comfortable with the material. I felt like I knew we were going to be doing like a wide range of things, but they all, I found a way to feel connected to them. So it felt fine and doable. It felt just as natural as that beautiful Christmas tree right there behind you. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff, with the character of Joel, I really love the moment where he's showing off his vision board and it tells us so much about what he wants from the world. And there's almost kind of a childlike innocence to him as a character and the things that he wants and the fact that it's like a Dyson vacuum cleaner and a Vitamix and going to Europe <laughs> are the things that are going to bring him the most joy. And yet you also never capture that innocence with it feeling naive you know he still feels very worldly he's the person when sam and her sister have fallen out that's like you guys need to get your shit together and force them into a room with one another um and so how did you want to shape him in a character in that way that captures that essence but never has the elements of naivety and crosses over into that space right i mean that's what i i mean that is what i love about this character because um in a certain way this is a, this is a character that would be me if i had never left texas where i grew up and um, and you never see any, uh, you're, you're so right about the complexity and, and that, that's owed to, to Hannah and Paul and Bridget too in creating this character that um, isn't just like some dummy who, who, never, uh, who never turned on the internet because they don't have that in Kansas, right? He's, he, he does know music and, and art and, um, and he's, he's someone who loves religion and this is a character that we've never seen before. And I think when I, when I auditioned for the show, the, the, the fact that he was going to church and he was a gay person who was going to church was so exciting to me because I'd never seen on TV a gay person who wasn't just being, whatever, whipped by a priest. So it was very, <laughs> <laughs> it was very thrilling to, because I was a theology major in college, like, church meant so much to me and it was so exciting to see a character that was i would never seen before even though i lived that life um and so that helped making him you know realize i really love that and then hannah paul and bridget i wanted to talk about the collaboration in pulling together a lot of details from bridget's life and from her career you know the song about wrapping your pussy around the united states being from her repertoire the fact that her sister shop is called tender moments you know being referenced to her band the tender moments and how you kind of all came together and came up with those like tiny details that lay these little easter eggs but also really lend themselves to the story as well uh, we were just like constantly, and, and, and Carol and, all, and our writer Patty, like we were just constantly like trying to uh, add in like little meaningful little, I always call them Easter bunnies, but I guess they're Easter eggs. I don't know, just like little touchstones, like just little shout outs, you know, little, uh, I don't know, you guys take it. I just wanted to, I just wanted to yap. We'll just stop. anything that could come from Sam, like to make Sam more real, to come from Bridget's life um, and made it feel more authentic. We were trying to pull those things whenever we could. Um, you know, that's a, sort of the fun of the show is how much do we make this Sam character Bridgetized, you know? 
how much do we pull in from her songs and her repertoire and her funniness? Um, because because the real Bridget has so much such a is a, such a complex person and so funny and the voice of an angel as we all know. So it's like how do we how do we bring this person into Sam slowly and sort of take her out of this grief and use the superpower which is her singing and her hilarious songs and her sense of humor. And one of the other aspects, Hannah and Paul, that I wanted to ask about is the way in which you've written Holly as a character, you know, and she's Sam's sister who's passed away, but yet the way that we start to envision her and who she was and the details that you interlay in the scripts also really inform a lot of the interpersonal dynamics between the remaining members of her family as well. And so what was that journey of shaping who Holly was to the rest of her family? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think this idea that, you know, you know, as Sam sort of through music and through Joel starts to engage in her life again, she's also engaging with her family again, and that there's, um, you know, joy that's coming up, you know, uh, along with sort of like bringing color back into her life, but also sort of pain and, and grief. And that I think that, you know, as we sort of learn about Holly through through the details, through objects and through, um, uh, you know, sort of through Sam's grief, I think it really speaks to the the idea of a family who isn't able to sort of discuss and be there for each other through through grief. But I think that there's ways that her parents, Mary Jo and, and Ed are also sort of suffering in silence and Trisha suffering in silence. And so this idea that there's this this character that sort of, you know, we feel the presence, we feel her almost as a ghost. We, we feel that presence of the grief in a real way, but we're sort of only learning about her through little, little details that hopefully, um, you know, hopefully is sort of, you know, compelling. It's not. It's not a. It's not a mystery, but it's sort of like a, a compelling way to sort of. I feel like tell the story of 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 grief and how that journey sometimes isn't isn't through through words, and sometimes it is a lonely thing. And and finding ways that you know, hopefully, that the family can can sort of start to to communicate about things and be there for each other. And then Jeff and Bridget, because the two of you share so many scenes together and there's such an opportunity to play with physical comedy. You know, there's the moment where they're tracking Sam's brother-in-law, you know, and Sam's just completely laying down in the car and there's a lot of <laughs> physical play between the two of you. And, and just, you know, that's just one example of many moments. Um, what was that journey of really looking at the details interlaced within the scripts about what some of that physical comedy was going to be and then really utilizing that time in production to really figure out a lot of the other elements and how you wanted to take that off the page? Jeff. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I think you might be giving us more credit than, than we deserve. We probably just kind of did it on the day. But <laughs> what is great is that Bridget is just so naturally funny. And, you know, I can hang. Jeff, so, Jeff, is, Jeff is like so fast. Jeff is just like nimble, agile, yeah. the funniest one in the room. So, but I yeah. think what what we really found was that when we would take the script and sort of get what the meaning was, and then kind of we could maybe make the words fit into our mouth in a slightly different way that would make it feel more natural, feel more authentic. And um, and Hannah and Paul were so kind to let us do that, and we were able to have a, uh, I'm from improv background, you know, and they, they say that the yes and spirit <laughs> allows <laughs> experimentation. I know it's a lot, but uh, <laughs> I think that there was that, that, that vibe on set that we could play with like, what if you just like really went back hardcore on your, on your thing? Uh, what if when you put your head down in my lap, I say, don't sniff. 
you know, <laughs> what if oh, we have fun with it and just really enjoy um, going to weird places. And I'm sure there's a lot of stuff on the cutting room floor that was terrible, but. Yeah, we, I mean, there was a lot of like, you know, Joel and Sam discovering each other, but also Jeff and Bridget discovering each other and kind of getting comfortable with each other in a lot of those moments. And I think that like our, our both, our default is humor and to sort of try to make the other person laugh or, you know, or just to engage with, with each other that way. So, you know, there was so much great stuff in the script and the, and the room to just to sort of dick around and have a little fun. <laughs> And Bridget, I love the fact so much that not only does oh, my resume can dick around. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I wanted to talk about your musical moments within the show, Bridget, because I love the fact that it's always in service of character and this arc that Sam is going on. You know, the very first time that she's with Joel and all of his friends and she sings, it's kind of a very introverted, internalized performance. And then the next time that she's in that same room, there's a real confidence. There's also the moments where it's just her by herself as well, you know, or kind of showing her coming out of her shell with her friends on the bus in that final episode. And so you always manage to take your performance to completely different directions and completely different explorations of character within the musical moments. And so I was just interested in hearing a little bit more about how you shaped those. Yeah, we didn't, I, uh, we didn't want to have it just be like, and here comes the song. You know, it's like how music is a part of your life. It's just a fab part of the fabric of the show. And I think what's usually more interesting is like the moments leading up to the song or after the songs or whatever. But it's a it's a huge part of Sam and it's a huge part of me, like how I engage with other people and how I feel connected to the world and the different in the different ways. Like sometimes it's going to be wrapping your pussy around America and sometimes it's going to be very heartfelt and tender. And and I'm glad that there's that there was an opportunity to show like different sides of it um, and different sides of Sam as she discovers herself. But but for me, one of the big parts of the show is that Sam hasn't had singing. And for her, that's like a limb cut off. You know, it's, it's her great love. It's her who she is. And that's how I feel as a person. And so it's a real connective tissue to me, to Sam and, and how when you feel the most awake and the most alive is when, when, when she's singing and when I'm singing and the most connected. So it had to be there. We had no choice. <laughs> and then jumping back to you, Hannah and Paul, I wanted to ask about the, the script process and the way in which you wrote this, where it's not just about the moments that we see about the dialogue interchange between characters, but about those quiet moments in between when there's the conversation between the parents about the mother potentially going to rehab and, and needing to address that. We don't actually hear the dialogue that they're exchanging because we don't need to, or the moment towards the end where Sam just kind of comes in and we've seen her on the couch the whole time and her coming into the bedroom again, just tells us so much character within that moment. And so how did you make sure that you were always shaping those moments in between and really thinking, about not just what you needed to tell us on screen, but also the moments that you could just suggest to us. That's something I think that we've always liked in writing or the moment, the night before something terrible happened or the morning after, but not the explicit scene that you see everything that happens. Because I feel like when you think back on life, you're like, I can't believe we all ate together smiling that night before blank. And I feel like that's something that sort of sticks with us in our, in the ways that we tell stories and, we were so lucky that, you know, this collaboration and our executives and Duplass and Carolyn and everyone was sort of on the same vibe to make this world that was super grounded and real and that we could sort of tell it in our own way 
Um, and we got to have sort of fun with the storytelling. It, you know, it's not exactly structured like other things. And it's sort of fun to see these people that you don't often see in a sort of storytelling way that you don't actually often see too. Um, it gets you to really like learn about people, um, these characters in a really nuanced way. I think it's also, you need you need good actors then who who get that, who sort of, and, and I think, you know, there was a real challenge, I will say with shooting this, this series because we were shooting during COVID. And so there were all these, you know, guidelines as far as using locations. So we had to shoot a lot of stuff out of order just because there's not time to sort of cleanse locations afterwards. So sometimes, you know, Jeff and Bridget would be shooting three or four different episodes in one day. And so when, when so much of the story is told in sort of those creases between the story beats that normally tell the story, they have to have an understanding of like where they are. And I think that, you know, there was a lot of moments where before, I mean, Bridget was in the room every day of the writer's room and had been working on this. So she was so intimately connected to, to the material, but still there would have to be some check-ins of being like, wait, where, what day is this? What just happened to sort of make sure that we can get those because those those details of the story really rise and fall on these little moments in between and making sure the tone of it is right. Um, and, and if those things don't line up, then the story just sort of falls apart. So you just, you know, we were very lucky to be working with incredible actors who sort of were really tuned into sort of the mood level of, of storytelling. And with the fact that Paul was bringing up some some of the challenges of, of shooting, my last question that I'd love to kind of come to each of you individually for is about what in essence challenged you the most creatively in the process of making this project. And Jeff, I'm gonna to come to you first. Oh, uh, uh, for me, it was just the waiting. Uh, we shot the pilot in October of 2019, and then we got picked up in March of 2020. Rough time to get picked up. And uh, so we didn't actually start <laughs> shooting the series until 2021 and it was just I want I want this so much I want to just be there doing it so that was my that was my hard thing yeah what I about could you, wear a mask oh, um yeah it was like it was the wildly out of order <laughs> like <laughs> the very final scene with the, the director on a zoom call because he wasn't you know like they're just like there were weird things that were happening and just sort of hoping especially with like some of the very meaningful, like emotional touch points of the show, doing them like so early on and just like hoping that that's where the character arrived. You know what I mean? Like it was, um, anyway, but uh, it all worked out and we got to really dig in, in the editing room and make sure that we found, you know, we, sometimes we just try a different, you know, five different ways and just be like, please give me something in the end. <laughs> I, I think that, the challenge uh, for me is, you know, this is, uh, it's a big deal. And it was the first time me and a lot of people in this project have kind of gotten this far and it's a big deal and it's a big job. So like both the thing that was the hardest was also the thing that was the most beautiful part of it, which is like, it was such a big deal to do, but also it was exciting to do it with other people who hadn't done quite this thing before, but also, uh, wanted to be there. So it was really fun to be in a place where we're sort of holding each other up and making this thing that was really hard, especially during a global pandemic. But um, it made the vibe really authentic and real, especially for what Sam is trying to do, um, sort of entering a little bit later, the thing you want to do later in life, you know. 
Actually, it's yeah, I think that, that there is something about the challenges of shooting during COVID that was an equalizer in a way also, because I think that it was a big deal for us and it was a new thing for us. And so every day there were going to be things that we were scared of or that we'd never done before. Or we weren't sure how to do them. But I think everybody was figuring out how to do things in a new way. And so it just sort of we approached everything with our sort of like creative problem solving and had a great team that if we didn't know how to do something or weren't sure about something, we had the eyes on it that were that were trusted eyes. And so we were sort of you know, there was, a, there was a real feeling of like, let's figure out this, let's figure this out together. Let's put on a show, let's make it great. Let's put everything into it. And I think that there were challenges, but I think we're all really grateful to, to be there. Well, I love everything that you've brought together in the making of the show. And I think tonally, it's something really special. I'm super excited for audiences to see it. And thank you so much for talking about it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you.